Hi, my name's Brian. I only know four stories, but I'd like to share them with you. So sit back, relax, and let me tell you a story. So today we come to the end of the noir series of stories. And um, I, I know the last one wasn't particularly noir-y, but, uh, uh, you know, it. these are also supposed to be shaggy dog stories. Sometimes I get... You know, with the Arcology series, I really tried to make them have a, a point. I, I kind of got caught up in the plot a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm just I'm trying to tell some, some stories here. So uh, we'll, we'll see where this one goes. I don't know if it'll be more, more plotty or more shaggy. But uh, we've got one last one to do for the Noir series. Uh, and so... Uh, this evening, uh, I'm going to go ahead and record the clown story, Noir. He caught a glimpse of himself in the dingy mirror uh, that they had backstage. He, his, his makeup looked good. He had on the, the face paint. He had drawn little crosses on his cheeks. Uh, he had uh, outlined his eyes in in uh, red. He had the the ball nose on. He was he was wearing his wig. He had the the outfit on and the, the big red shoes and he was like, uh, "Okay, you know, looking good, looking like a clown, looking ready to go." Uh, and he was just waiting for the the person who was in front of him in line to be done. He He'd finally done it. He'd been performing as a clown for years. He'd been doing birthday parties, and he had been doing, um, well, I guess really just birthday parties. He had, he'd had more plans. He'd, he'd done a couple of shows at libraries and things like that, but a lot of those kids got really scared, and, uh, he did some stuff out in, in public where he did balloon animals and that sort of thing, but, uh, he, I don't know, do, can you ever really become famous as a clown? Uh, he had a day job, but uh, he really, he liked clowning, you know, he, he really had fun doing it. Uh, I guess maybe there are those Cirque du Soleil clowns and, and circus clowns that maybe you can make a, a full-time job out of it. But, but you know, he had to pay the bills somehow, and uh, he thought about all of this as he was standing there waiting for his turn to go on stage. The... Uh, one of the local bars had an open mic night every once in a while, and uh, local comedians would come in and, and perform, and people would bring instruments out on stage. Uh, and he decided, okay, you know, fine, I'll 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 put an act together, and I will uh, I'll go out in my clown makeup, and I'll be a, a clown comedian, and and it'll be it'll be fun, it'll it'll be great, I'll really enjoy it. Uh, and so he listened to the last couple of jokes of the person who was on stage in front of him, and uh, they were groaners. They were they were just they were not getting much of a reaction from the the audience. And uh, it was late enough in the the night now that uh, people should have had a, plenty enough to to drink. So uh, he wasn't quite sure. He was a little nervous that the the crowd wasn't going to be well primed before his act but uh what choice did he have he was up next uh and so the the uh comedian in front of him took a, a big bow uh at the end of their set and they got a few smatterings of applause uh and uh then they exited off the stage uh and the MC for the evening came up on stage and was like all right let's get uh let's get one more hand for uh, them, um, <laughs> and the MC's kind of chuckling to himself. He knows that that particular show, uh, didn't go over so well. Uh, and so he's pretending like he forgot the name of that act. Uh, and then he says, all right. And, um, coming up next, we have the stylings of the comedy clown. Uh, and he gestures over toward the uh, backstage where the the clown is waiting, uh, and he the, he sees the spotlight kind of swing over to the the edge of the the stage in front of him, uh, and he steps out into the spotlight and uh, uh, kind of uh, saunters up toward the mic, and uh, 
he does a little kind of pratfall, like he trips over his shoes uh, on his way over there, and he he stands back up and dusts himself off, you know, very in a very exaggerated way, really playing out uh, all of the different motions and uh, making sure that he like he takes his nose off and kind of you know, squinkles it back on and uh, dusts off his shoes. And a couple of people are laughing. Um, but, uh, you know, he's again, the audience is kind of kind of dead tonight. He's not really sure what's going on. This is a bar and an open mic night that he's been to uh, quite a few times before. He's usually on the, the other side of this out, out in the audience. Um, and so he knows that it, it can be uproarious in here. You know, people can just be laughing and and he, he, he squints a little bit and, you know, he, he again, plays it up because he's doing the clowning. So he, he, he looks out over the mic and, and he squints like he really can't see. And he does a big exaggerated wiping his eyes uh, and then looks out of the cloud, uh, crowd again, uh, squinting to see. And there's just, there's not that many people here. There are usually more, maybe... Um, he, he's not sure what, what is going on, but he's like, okay, well, maybe this isn't going to be the best night. Uh, and he, um, he, uh, walks back over to the microphone and he, he grabs the mic and he says, hi, I'm the, the comedy clown and, uh, I'm here to entertain you this evening. And, uh, you know, it's great to see so many folks out there though. Of course, I can't actually see you with all the lights up here on the stage, and nobody laughs at all. And it's just dead out in the audience. And he says, oh, I got a tough crowd tonight. And he honks his nose. And he gets a little honk, honk, out of his nose. Uh, and nothing. Just nothing. Just dead silence from the audience. Uh, and he uh, is starting to feel a little nervous. Uh, and he pulls a, a handkerchief out of his pocket uh, to, you know, um, wipe some sweat off of his brow, but then he, he just keeps pulling. He's got this giant long handkerchief in his pocket and he keeps pulling and 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 pulling until finally he, he, he gets to the end of it and he takes this huge wad of multicolored fabric and goes to, to dab some fake sweat off of his brow. And he gets a couple of chuckles about that. And he, um, stuffs it uh, in his his back pocket kind of inexpertly he knows it'll probably fall out later but then that'll give him a, a bit that he can do in picking it up and he turns back to the crowd and says wow you've been such a great audience uh and then his mind goes blank he it's like he hits a complete wall he's completely forgotten what he was going to say what his routine was going to be uh, and he swallows once, uh, and somebody in the audience is like, boo, get this clown out of here. Uh, and he says, oh, hey, come on, buddy. Like that's, that's not, that's not cool. And then somebody else in the audience says, boo, you suck. Get off the stage clown. And that actually gets people in the audience laughing. Uh, and he says, well, yeah, I mean, I wasn't quite done with my set yet, but if you really want me to go, uh, and somebody in the audience, one of, it sounds like one of the voices that heckled him already was like, yeah, get off the stage. We don't want to, we don't want to hear your crappy clown jokes. Uh, and he moves the clown moves as if he's going off stage and he, he trips over his feet again. Um, and his handkerchief goes flying and he sort of tumbles and, but this is a, a controlled tumble. And so he ends up on his, his feet and he throws his arms up in the air. Um, and again, one of those two voices is like, we saw that bit already. Get off the stage. You suck clown. Uh, and he, it gets up and he wants to say something back, but he's gotten, nothing again he just he completely forgot the routine it, he he never had stage fright before but but then again when he'd done clowning it had always been little bits and 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 balloon animals and trying to entertain kids at birthday parties he'd never tried to do a whole set before and so he just kind of slinks off stage as people in the audience are laughing and and booing now and uh the the MC bounds up on stage again and was like, huh, well that that clown wasn't very funny, was he? Well uh 
let's give him one last round of applause and um, there's clapping and booing coming from the audience and the, the clown can hear it off stage and he he he's just he's so disappointed in himself like he he thought he was going to do better than that and he it it was awful he he'd seen people bomb like that on nights that he had been in the audience and he understood how it could happen now and and he'd been rough on some of these people in the past too and now he felt just awful about it but um what could you do you can't go change the past <sighs> so he slinks back to the dressing room the little dressing room that they've got there and uh the the person who was on in front of him was like hey how'd it go uh and the clown just kind of plunks down in one of the chairs and says god it was awful i i completely froze up i i i couldn't remember any of the bits that i wanted to do and the other person is kind of nodding sympathetically and was like yeah the, the crowd sucked tonight i mean I, I don't blame you but but don't worry it it takes some practice you'll get used to it and the clown is just sitting there looking at his reflection in the in the mirror and it's the makeup is a bit more smeared than before from the the bit with the big long handkerchief and uh he is just like, oh my god, this was so... <clears throat> and But what can he do? He, he doesn't have that much time uh, left uh, before he, he needs to clear out, because they were very clear you only get a certain amount of time in the dressing room because there, there aren't very many people, so... The guy in front of him uh, who had done the, the comedy act was, was clearing out, and so the clown quickly um, took off the, the big shoes and, and took off the clown outfit and, and took off his nose, uh, and then he he started uh, wiping all the makeup off his face uh, you know, while he was just standing there in his, his boxers and his undershirt. Um, and he kept trying to think about, okay, what could I have done to, to key myself? Because of course, now that he's back in the dressing room, he remembers all of it. He remembers the joke that he was going to start with. And he remembers the, the, the bit that he was going to do the physical part. And he was going to pull out a balloon animal and he's going to pop some animals on stage. And he was going to do all these. How could he have forgotten about the balloon animals? He he feels the weight of them and the little pump in his pocket, and he had just not felt any of that when he was up on stage. And so he, uh, it's it's, oh my goodness. He he thinks back to like walking off the stage. It was bap 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 in his pocket, and now it's it's hanging up in the clown suit and. Uh, Oh, he's he he feels tears come to his eyes. He's just so upset with how much he had forgotten, and um, he he gets the last of the makeup off, and he he pulls out his his duffel bag from where he stowed it, and he pulls his jeans back on, and and puts on a, a hoodie, uh, and folds up the the clown suit, and, and puts the shoes into the duffel bag, and puts the clown suit on on top of the shoes, and. Um, takes the nose and um, he's actually got he's got a little case for the nose because it's one of the honky noses and so he doesn't want it just kind of banging around in the bag and and honking so he puts that in its little case and puts that in the duffel and and he has his regular shoes that are on the floor already and uh, he he pulls the socks. Uh, actually, he's still wearing the socks from the clown shoes. And uh, socks are socks. There aren't any clown socks that he was wearing. So he just puts on the, the regular shoes with the socks that he's already wearing. Uh, and uh, he hears the door open behind him. And uh, a young woman walks in. And uh, she is looks a little sweaty too from the from the lights and and from the whole process and he says hey how'd it go and she says man it's a tough crowd out there tonight i i mean i got i got a few laughs but like the room is just dead and he said yeah i'm i mean i i had a terrible night i just completely froze up out there and she said yeah i mean i saw some of that and uh Hey, you know, it, that was rough, man. But uh, don't worry, you'll you'll get them next time. 
uh, and he says, thanks, appreciate it. And, uh, um, you know, she, she heads a little deeper into the, the dressing room to, to start changing. Uh, and, uh, he just takes one last look in the, the mirror and, uh, the makeup is gone. There are a little bit of flecks of white in his, uh, eyebrow, but, uh, he'll get that out when he, he showers at home. So he shoulders the duffel and, uh, heads out the the side door uh and um on the way out he sees the MC and kind of waves at the MC and uh the the MC comes over and was like hey man tough crowd tonight i'm i'm uh i'm sorry about how that went uh and the clown says yeah no worries it would have been better if i hadn't blown all my lines and the MC says yeah you know work on that a little bit uh you know we'll we'll see you again right and the clown says, yeah, um, probably, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. And the, the MC says, okay, well, you know, well, maybe, maybe next week we'll see you in the audience again, because he, he knows the MC, the guy's one of the bartenders who, who works, uh, at this, this club. Uh, and, uh, so they'll, they'll see, he'll see him again, even if he's not up on stage, so... Um, he, he nods and says to the MC, yeah, you'll, you'll see me again. Uh, and then he, he pushes open the door and, uh, heads out into the night. It's a windy, uh, cloudless night. Uh, and he hears the door click shut behind him. Uh, and here's a little thump as the, the MC from the inside kind of hip checks the door shut to make sure that it's closed. Uh, and he, he, uh, pulls the, the hood of the, the hoodie, uh, up over his head, uh, to protect a little bit from the wind, uh, and, uh, a little swirl of leaves and cigarette butts goes dancing over the top of his shoes as a, a gust of wind, uh, blows down the, the alley, uh, where the, uh, performer's entrance to this club is. And, uh, the clown looks up into the sky, uh, and again, just sees twinkling stars, sees, uh, a crescent moon and, and not a cloud at all. Uh, it'll be a fairly easy walk, uh, back to the, the subway, um, from, from where he is. Uh, and the, the streetlights are, I mean, it's kind of incredible because the one streetlight in this alley had been broken for just he's not even sure months years maybe it it was hard to tell but uh it had a bulb in it tonight and uh it was uh casting the same weird long shadow that it usually did from the the awning of uh, one of the stores across the street uh and the uh um and he he was never really sure why this there was kind of an awning in an alley like it didn't make sense this was not even the front entrance but uh the, the folks who worked in that store, you know, really liked having that awning. They were, especially when it was raining, they could stand outside and smoke underneath it. And, and he'd seen, you know, people who must have been working from multiple different buildings would come out into this alley and stand under this, this little awning uh, to smoke cigarettes um, when it was raining. Uh, and it's a weird little, weird little thing in this alley, but he always noticed the way that the... Um, a street light cast this long shadow uh, out into the rest of the alley because of this weird awning. But um, tonight he didn't spend a whole lot of time to think about it. He trudged off down the alley towards the subway, um, chased by some of the the leaves that were, were getting blown by the... Um, by the wind and uh it was a little strange uh to to get the leaves right in a city like this but uh one end of the the alley opened up onto a a street where there was a park and uh so there were actually some leaves falling down there and uh, uh even though there weren't any trees in the alley it acted like a little wind tunnel and the leaves from this park would blow down this alley and they chased the makeupless clown as he walked down the alley uh, away from the park toward his subway station. 
it wasn't so late. He had been one of the earlier uh, acts. Um, but, you know, they, they, they open the doors a little early. Um, and so if they, they do doors for the, the comedy show at like, uh, seven, you know, then people have, a uh, like an hour to get to drunk before, um, the acts actually start at eight and, and he thinks he went on at about nine something. And, uh, he actually, he pulls out his phone and checks and like, yeah, it's like nine forty-five, So it's, it's not even that late. He, <sighs> there's still a lot of people moving around because even though there's the chill wind out there, it's uh, late summer, early autumn, and uh, the the wind uh, in August actually makes the city kind of bearable. Otherwise, it's just still and hot and humid. But uh, this wind is 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 nice, and so there are actually quite a few people out. He sees uh, a couple uh, walking uh, towards. Uh, a bar that's further down the street. They're laughing. They, uh, the the woman has a uh, an arm around her her girlfriend, and they're they're laughing uh, as they walk down the street. And uh, he sees uh, a pack of teenagers. He he thinks maybe you know five or six of them uh, wandering uh, back towards the the same subway station. Uh, that he's uh, headed to. They they look like they probably just came out of the the theater that was a, a couple streets down. And uh, there are you know other people. There's a there goes a little scooter taking some late night delivery to somebody. And there's the the constant uh, uh, traffic um, of taxis and uh, trucks rolling by. Uh, and he pauses for a second and just takes a deep breath and decides that he doesn't really need to catch the subway yet. He he goes into the bodega uh, on the corner uh, and uh, uh, walks up to the uh, walks up to the counter uh, and um, he the the guy behind the counter is like yeah what can I do for you uh, and he says yeah I can just get a Lucy uh, and the guy, um, you know, checks, looks around a little bit, and is like, sure. Uh, and, uh, he sells the guy one loose cigarette. Uh, and, uh, the, the clown picks it up and says, hey, thanks. Uh, and the guy says, don't mention it. And, uh, he, as he walks out and he, he hears the little bell, uh, over the door that he somehow didn't hear on the way in. He's, he's a little out of it. He's still really disappointed in, in how he did, um, and so he he goes back to stand on the corner. He's still maybe a, a couple cross streets away from the subway. So he um, pulls out the the cigarette uh, that he just bought and uh, fishes around in the side pocket on his duffel until he finds his lighter and uh, he sparks it a couple of times. And uh, there's no no flame pops up because uh, it's you know it's windy out uh, and uh, he. So he hunches over a little bit and cups his hands around the the cigarette and the lighter, uh, and uh, finally gets a flame, uh, and uh, uh, inhales deeply, uh, you know, burning the the end of the cigarette, and uh, it flares up a little bit as it catches the flame, and he he stops inhaling, and a little puff of smoke shoots out the end, and the 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 flame uh, dies out, and there's a uh, bright uh, orange ember right at the end of the, the cigarette that is, is burning merrily. And he sighs out a lungful of smoke and takes in a deep breath of clean, crisp night air. And he holds the, the cigarette at his side and he can hear the, he can feel the wind tugging at it like the wind is trying to take a puff on his cigarette and he shields it a little bit because he doesn't want it to burn down too quickly and he he doesn't want the ember to go out and he takes another deep breath of the clean cool night air and lets it out and tries to let go of the tension he can feel he can tell tomorrow that he's already going to have a, a pain between his shoulder blades. He, 
there's just a twinge there, just a little hint of a, an ache that is, is going to grow and get worse. And so he rolls his shoulders and takes one more deep breath of, of night air and lets it out again. And he rolls his neck from side to side just to crack it a little bit and try to get some of the tension out. He brings the cigarette back up to his his lips and holds it there as he cracks his knuckles uh, in front of him and he takes a long drag off of the cigarette the uh, end flaring slightly and there's a little uh, pop and uh, a little ember goes spinning off into the darkness and it extinguishes before it uh, hits anything or, or even falls to the ground uh, and he slowly lets the smoke out of his nose, uh, and it curls away into the night, um, blown away by the wind even faster than it would usually dissipate. He heads off towards the subway. He knows that uh, he's not going to finish the cigarette before he gets to the, the subway, but uh, that's fine. He's he's ready to head on home. Uh, and so he he turns in the direction of the, the subway, uh, and uh, it, it seems like the wind does too. A, the, the wind shifts a little bit to be at his back, and... Uh, S'more, he always throws out his butts. He wants to be very clear to himself about this, but a few more cigarette butts roll past him as the, the wind shifts direction, and he starts walking to the subway, and uh, there aren't so many people still eating outside uh, or on the sidewalk anymore, but... Uh, a lot of the um, bars and restaurants that he passes sort of have their uh, front open in some of the, the, they have doors there that open up or they have a, a wall that kind of rolls up and uh, he can hear as he walks by snatches of conversation and uh, the sound of silverware uh, clinking on plates and uh uh, music and laughter drifting out of these different uh, establishments into the the street, um, and it's it, it mingles together with the other sounds of the city: the the honks, the the distant siren, uh, the there aren't really any any bird sounds this time of day. Maybe all the pigeons have gone to bed, but uh, he. He, it's like going from one island of sound to another as he slowly walks down this block. When the sounds from one restaurant fade and he he goes past a um, a fish market that's closed up for the night and then past an insurance office and then the the cell phone store is is still open uh, for some reason, but. There's there's no sound coming out of there, and then as he approaches another restaurant, this this island of sound starts to spring up again and, and spill out into the night and get louder as he, he takes another drag off of his cigarette and lets the smoke curl out of his mouth as he can really hear even that this this particular bar must have a sporting event on because he can hear some cheers and something that sounds like a distant voice of an announcer, but before he can really tell what sport it is or who's playing or anything like that, it fades into the distance again uh, as he passes a um, another store with their shutters down. He can't even really tell what, what this one is. It's it's entirely closed up, and then he's going past a hardware store that's closed up for a night, and then there's another island of sound that starts to, to spin up, and, and this one sounds like it has some live music. There's a, what sounds kind of like a, a blues riff going in the background, and he can hear the bass guitar and the uh, the drum set, uh, and they, there's a, a little a wail of uh, an electric guitar, 
guitar as as uh, somebody starts playing a, a high guitar solo, uh, uh, improvising over the the bass line and the drums, and there's uh, whistles and, and applause uh, in this island of sound as it slowly starts to to fade behind him as he crosses the street and uh, approaches his subway station. When he crosses the street before he goes down into the subway, he knows he has to put his cigarette out, so he um, puts it out uh, against a wall, uh, and there's still still, uh, maybe a third of it left, and so he tucks that behind his ear, knowing that he's going to take a shower when he gets home anyway, so he doesn't care if he smells a little bit like smoke, and he... As he goes down the stairs and uh, he he pulls out his metro card uh, just to to get ready to to hop on the subway and uh, waves at the 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 station agent uh, who gives kind of a languorous wave back and uh, goes back to to reading their book. Uh, there's not not any commuting going on, not a lot of tourists this time of day, so uh, this is a a boring kind of day for. A uh, boring uh, time of day for the the station agents, so they can catch up on their reading or music or whatever. And uh, he swipes his metro card, and of course it doesn't work the first time. So he swipes it again, and here's the click that means the arm has disengaged. And so he pushes his way through the turnstile and uh, heads out onto the the subway platform. He's he's in luck. There's a, a train pulling in just as he gets there, and so he hops right on. And uh, it's, it's late enough um, that he's able to get a seat, and it's also early enough because the bars don't let out for a while yet, so there's not a, not a big rush. And so he... He goes um, a, a little bit further down this particular car towards a, a door on the other side of the train, which is uh, where it will open up when they get to his stop, and uh, takes a seat um, next to uh, on on the end of of one of the cluster of three seats, so that he can lean up against the little metal railing and uh, relax a little bit. He yawns to himself. (sighs) As he surveys the train from inside of his hoodie, there's not a whole lot of of people uh, on the train. There are, um, again, it looks like another pair that he thinks might must be a couple. And uh, um, somebody else who looks like they're coming back from a bar or a restaurant, uh, they're, they're a little, a little unsteady. They're, they're, um, their head is, is weaving back a little bit and it's not just the motion of the, the train. Uh, and he smiles to himself a little bit thinking about, well, you know, the city is the best place in the world to get drunk because you don't even have to drive afterwards. Uh, and, uh, he looks around a little bit more and, uh, there are a few other people toward the end of the train. He can't really tell what's going on with them. There's just not a lot going on. Your standard subway car with the (laughs) USA Today scattered across the floor. Some, somebody just left it there thinking that someone else would want it and nobody ever does and just gets trampled and torn and uh and then at some point somebody has to clean it out of the train and the the whole cycle starts over and uh um uh, the the car uh jerks a little bit as the train slows down to stop at the next station and uh the doors swish open and uh one group of, of three people gets off, and then through another door, uh, a couple of other people get on, and they're in the middle of having an argument, and uh, the it sounds well rehearsed. It sounds like an argument that they've had many times before, and will probably continue to have many times in the future, and they, they plunk down in seats not too far away from him, and they continue to argue with each other uh, in Spanish, uh, and he, he catches snippets of the words of, that are going on, and, 
and he he he's trying to follow along his spanish is not great but he's trying to follow along with the the argument that they're having uh and he he's not he, he thinks that maybe it has something to do with the Maybe the dog did something, and maybe that he was she was supposed to no, she was supposed to be watching the dog, but the dog got out in the apartment and, and chewed something up and then well, he he wasn't quite sure. He stopped trying to pay attention. Uh he uh, yawned and stretched again, uh, and uh stood up again, rolling his head side to side. Uh, just trying to clear that crick in his neck that he could feel was going to be there in the morning. And he knew it was no good. It was, it was stress and, and nerves and, and he, he'd, he'd been carrying it all. And then the performance hadn't gone well. And so it was just stuck right there. Um, and it was gonna, it was gonna hurt tomorrow. And, it was nearly his stop, um, so he decided to uh, head uh, over toward the door and just hang on to the bar there. And uh, the again, the the car um, shifted a little bit as the uh, train slowed down to come into the station, and he he nearly lost his balance. He had been halfway through a step when this happened. He mistimed it a little bit, but he he caught himself grabbing onto the grabbing onto the pole and uh saw somebody else on the train shake their heads a little bit like a tourist but uh you know he wasn't he'd lived here for for years uh and uh he he just kind of again rolled his shoulders a little bit uh and uh adjusted the the duffel bag uh so that it was slung across the other way um and he waited for the doors to open and then stepped off onto the subway platform. He Well, now what? I guess that was the real question. He heard the doors shut behind him. He heard the train pull out of the station and he was still standing there. He He didn't really know what to do. He Going home would be traditional, but he didn't really feel like being alone with himself right now. And But his neighborhood that he lived in was, was pretty residential. There wasn't a whole lot going on this time of night. I mean, he could walk a couple of, uh, a couple of streets down an avenue over and there'd be some stuff going on there, but he didn't, he didn't really want to be around other people either. So, well, I mean, there was nothing to do on this subway platform, so he might as well, uh, go up and figure it out then. And, uh, he put one foot forward and then followed with the other one and slowly made his way to the stairs and he pushed out through one of the turnstiles uh, and uh, headed up the stairs and when he got to the top of the stairs he looked up into the sky again and the the moon had moved over a little bit but uh, all the stars were still there different ones a little bit based on the the heights of the buildings around here different different patches of sky were were blocked off from when he had gotten on the subway and so he took a second to take that in and look around a little bit and still there weren't any clouds so he just uh pulled the cigarette from behind his ear and uh dug the lighter out of his duffel bag again and lit his cigarette one more time and took a deep drag off of his cigarette and exhaled and then turned in the direction of his apartment building and started walking. It, uh, it didn't take long. Um, he, he didn't need a very big place and, uh, he didn't really care if he had a walk-up, so he was actually able to get a spot that was pretty close to the subway. 
Uh, and so he uh, turned uh, onto the street where his building was, and uh, he walked past the bodega, which was open 24 hours, and uh, thought about stopping in, but he knew that that guy didn't didn't like smoke in his uh, in his uh, store, and so he uh, he just kept walking uh, because he wanted to finish this cigarette before he got to his apartment uh, where there was really no smoking. He'd he'd gotten yelled at one time for leaning out the window and and smoking while he was uh, leaning over the fire escape, so he made sure that he finished up his. Uh, uh, cigarette by the time he got back to his building there was one of those little smoker station things uh, outside so he had a place to uh, drop his butt in before he went in the building uh, and he um, he fumbled with his keys a little bit uh, when he uh, got into the little antechamber, the lobby of this building, because he, he hadn't really been planning ahead for his entry because he had been finishing up his cigarettes. So he got out his keys and and pulled the right one and unlocked the door and uh, pulled open the door uh, and let it slam behind him. The, the, the closer on that door was always turned up just as just crazy strong he swears that someday it's gonna break the the glass in the door um because it, it always just slams shut so hard uh he goes over to the the bank of mailboxes in the lobby uh and takes out his key and uh keys open his post box and pulls out a couple of letters and they're all junk he can tell this one's from He's seen that fake signature thing on the back before. It's from an insurance agent. This is a... Lord, this... He gave money to these people one time. And he... Like, somebody he didn't even know. Like, one of his dad's friends had died. And, and it said... You know, the guy had always been nice to him. But uh, he didn't know him very well. And it said, in lieu of flowers, make a donation to this charity. and And so... The clown had sent in like 30 bucks because he thought that would be nice. But he swears these people must have spent more on postage and mailings just trying to get more money out of him than he ever donated to them. Like, how is it? How, is that possible? Like, I know that they get bulk rate on mail, but he, he it had been like a decade since he donated that money. And they still mailed him stuff. He had moved twice since then. And still these letters were showing up. And he'd still never given them more money. This, again, it, it seemed crazy to him. He didn't know how it worked. But uh, whatever. So he tore both of those in half and tossed them in the, the recycling bin that was always right there. This was a, a nice little feature in the, the lobby. They had... Um, a big um, uh, gray recycling bin with a lock on it that uh, you could toss your junk mail into and, and they would shred every couple of weeks. And it was, you know, it was a, it was a nice little perk. Uh, and so he goes over to the stairs and starts walking up to, starts walking up to the uh, fifth floor where his apartment is. He didn't actually know the, the people in his building all that well, except for a couple of the folks on his floor. But man, every time he passed the second floor landing, something smelled amazing. He wasn't entirely sure. It smelled like Indian food or, or, or some kind of curry, but man, whatever it was, it always smelled amazing. And it always smelled like that. So he didn't know if somebody was constantly cooking or, or if it had been so much cooking over the years that it just always smelled like that. But man, it was mouthwatering. But he he kept heading up the stairs and he he started to hear the familiar rumbling, whirring sound coming from the laundry room that was right near the stairs on the, the third floor. That, again, it... It, it was like the 24-hour bodega. It was, there was always somebody doing laundry. He could, he could count on the fingers of one hand 
in the six years that he had been living in this building, the number of times that he had gone up or down the stairs and not heard somebody doing laundry. Uh, and he smiled a little bit and, and shook his head and just thinking to himself, man, I've got, <sighs> I've got some laundry to do too. And I, I, I have to get this clown suit dry cleaned. Uh, okay. Uh, but, uh, he, he kept on going and, uh, up past the, the fourth floor where there was that one stair that had a, a chip out of it, uh, and, uh, then finally into the onto the fifth floor landing and he he turned left and went down three doors and uh, there was his apartment this time he did have his keys in his hand he was he was ready to go he he never really put them away after taking them out down in the lobby uh, and he um, takes a quick look uh, around and sees the, the flickering fluorescent bulb down at the end of the hall and uh, the big scar across the, uh, the tile floor. He's not, something must heavy must have gotten dragged across there years ago. He always wondered what it was, but uh, it had been replaced kind of badly. Um, there, it's on the, the floor throughout the rest of the, the building, there was this uh, alternating geometric pattern of uh, white and black tiles. And uh, this, this scar, uh, as he thought of it, was just all white tiles. It must have been what they replaced uh, these broken tiles with when something heavy had been dragged across them. So there was this, this beautiful pattern and then just this one place where it was all these white tiles that looked fresher than the other ones. Uh, and it, uh, it stood out to him. He keyed open the deadbolt, and then he keyed open the handle of the door, and he pushed it open and went inside and let it close behind him. And he, when, when he was in the apartment, he locked both deadbolts, but when he went out, he usually only locked one. So he flips both deadbolts on the inside and turns the lock on the handle and uh, flips on the light switch and the the lights come on in his apartment. He surveys his apartment as he slips the duffel bag off of his shoulder and everything is uh, right where he left it, at least from what he can see. There's the, the hallway, which uh, went down into the kitchen and uh, there was the mug of tea and a plate with a couple of crumbs on it that where he had quickly eaten some some dinner before uh, heading down to this club. Uh, he hadn't had time to, to clean it up. He was nervous. He wanted to get there early for all the good that did him. <sighs> he shakes his head again uh, and he tosses the uh, gently but it's still a toss. He tosses gently the duffel bag uh, onto the kitchen table, and uh, he promises himself he'll deal with it later. It's it's not a big hurry because he's got to get that clown suit dry cleaned anyway. The <laughs> makeup on the collar and the flop sweat uh, is not a good combination. So he... Um, Go, sits down in the, the the chair in the kitchen and uh, unties his shoes and uh, kicks them off to the side where they, they usually hang out when they're in the apartment. Uh, and he just sits for a bit. He runs his tongue over his gums and kind of tasting the 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 smoky flavor left from the the cigarette and the just kind of chewing around in his mouth a little bit trying to moisten up his tongue and, and everything felt kind of dry and he he doesn't like it so he he stands up from the table and he goes over to the fridge and uh, grabs a can of beer and pops it open with one hand and uh, 
takes in a big swig and swishes it around and spits it out into the sink. And it hits the steel of the sink and splashes around and the bubbles flare up and, and die down. And uh, as the, the beer runs down the, the drain into the sink, it gurgles a little bit. And he he does this again. And then the third time when he takes a big swig, he actually swallows it and he can he can taste the beer instead of just tasting the the tobacco (sighs) he sighs and he closes the fridge and wanders off towards his bedroom Um, he passes the the bathroom uh, on the way there and he he leans in and, and flicks on the light in the, the bathroom uh, and then goes back out into the hall and toward the kitchen and, and turns off the light there. Uh, and then as he gets back to the bathroom uh, and the, the light that's there, he turns on the, the hot water tap in the shower just to, to try to pull up some hot water. He he wants to get the last of the makeup off of him and the, the smoke smell out of his hair. And he goes over into the bedroom uh, and uh, puts his beer on top of his dresser. uh, And he sits down on the side of his bed and pulls his socks off, uh, tosses those into the hamper, and then um, pulls off his hoodie uh, and kind of folds that in half and and puts that on top of his dresser because he can wear that again. And he pulls off his undershirt uh, and tosses that in the hamper and then unbuckles his belt and uh, uh, undoes the, the, the button and the, the fly on his jeans and takes those down and um, kind of folds those a little bit and puts them next to the hamper because he'll, he'll wear those again too, right? He, he already has to do laundry, so maybe he won't wear them again, but he has to wear something while he does laundry uh, he'll figure it out tomorrow. And he takes his boxers off and tosses those into the hamper too and uh, stands up naked and stretches again, just tries to pull his shoulders together to see if he can pop his back or, or, or do something to try to get this tension out from between his shoulder blades. And he uh, rolls his neck around again uh, before he grabs his beer and and walks over into the the bathroom and he can tell the 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 top edge of the mirror is just starting to fog up which means that the the uh the the water is is getting hot enough to take a shower uh and so he um closes the door to the bathroom and uh opens the the little window that's there uh, and he can hear something banging against the screen, like a like a moth is is trying to get in. Um, but uh, it's a decent screen. He he put in a new one when he he moved in, and so there's <clears throat> nothing getting through there. And uh, he keeps hearing this kind of metallic clang, 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 clang as the the moth keeps bumping against the screen. He shakes his head a little bit and. Uh, uh, leans into the shower a little bit and uh he has this shower caddy um off to the side and and up out of the spray uh where there's a bar of soap and a bottle of shampoo and conditioner and uh he there's a spot there for his beer so he slips his beer into the the shower caddy and uh um leans over and uh puts his hand under the water without thinking and nearly scalds himself and pulls it back quickly and twists the other knob to uh, add some cold water into the mix. And uh, he gets it until it feels about right. And then uh, he steps into the little shower stall and closes the door behind him uh, and takes another deep breath and this one he feels the the moisture rolling into his lungs and then honestly it feels good after that cigarette which always feels like it 
you know, it calms him down, but it always feels like it dries them out. So he takes another deep breath, getting the moist, warm air in there and lets it out before he steps into the spray of water and starts washing off. He grabs the bar of soap, but uh, doesn't start lathering right away. He just lets the water run over his neck and down his back and again just trying to like move around his shoulder blades a little bit to see if he can get the water to hit that tight spot that he knows is going to bug him in the morning and he has a little bit of luck but the water pressure is not great in this apartment maybe he should get one of those fancy shower nozzles he thinks to himself well maybe um but he doesn't have one now so he does that and then he gets his hair wet and makes sure he gets his whole body wet before he starts soaping up and uh he he washes off uh his body uh and then rinses off all the soap and gets some some shampoo and uh shampoos up his his hair and uh he he misses having a beard, but you know it's you just can't it's, he can't really do that with clowning. It's just so hard to do the, the makeup. So he he finishes shampooing his hair and rinses that out, and then he um, gets the conditioner and and squirts some of that into his hand and rubs that into his hair. And while he's letting that sit in there for about a minute, he just turns and puts his back towards the shower nozzle again and just moves from side to side like twisting a little bit like can i pop my back because uh, i'm because i know my i'm not going to do any stretches tonight but i'm I'm just oh this is going to bug me in the morning so he does that for a little bit and he's counting in his head to make sure that he leaves the conditioner in for long enough and then he rinses out the the conditioner you know letting it fall in uh, great you know white blops onto the bottom of the, the the shower before the water cascading off of his hair washes it down the drain he runs his fingers through his hair just making sure that all the conditioner is out of it uh, and then he finally uh, turns off the the taps of the the water and stands there for a few seconds just letting the the last of the water drip off of him and he runs his hand over his arms and legs and and uh his hands over the rest of his body to to try to shake as much water off into the shower as he can uh before he opens up the door and steps out and grabs his towel um it's a little bit chillier than he thought maybe there was really a cold front moving in with this with this wind but it even though it was a little brisk and he he shivered just a little bit it was so much nicer than the usual like 80 degrees in humidity even when you're trying to go to bed so he he towels off in enjoying the feeling of being a little bit cold and he he hangs his towel up again and, and walks naked back over to the, the bedroom and he he pulls on a clean pair of boxers and and digs around in his dresser to find a, a clean t-shirt and he uh, slips that on and he uh, goes over to the, the windows by the, the fire escape and uh, opens them uh, nice and wide. Uh, to let in some of the breeze and he he pulls up a sheet as well as a, a little bit of a blanket over top of that and he figures he's just gonna enjoy the cold night air uh, as it blows into his bedroom uh, from off the street he doesn't sleep well the he falls asleep quickly, um, but once he does, his his dreams are unsettled. He's 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 waiting to go on stage again, but he he looks in the mirror and his his makeup isn't right, and his his clothes don't fit, and his his shoes are way too small, and he he's checking his pockets, and his he his equipment isn't there, 
but the the MC is introducing him and and is grinning too widely. The his grin is is wrong. It has too many teeth in it, and he, he the clown is walking out onto the stage now. But the the microphone just seems so far away, and he he's he's running towards it, and it's getting farther away, and the. The crowd is is jeering at him, and he he gets to the microphone, and he he looks out into the audience, and uh, it's empty. And then he he blinks, and it, it's full again, but it's it's all clowns, and they're all laughing at him, and they're they're telling him that that he's not a real clown. And he 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 starts trying to do his bit, but they're they're throwing things at him, and he. He runs off stage, but he he trips and his his shoes fall off and his his nose goes rolling off stage and he he goes chasing after it, but he he can't find his nose and then he's he's shrinking down and the the MC is 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 huge and is towering over him and 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 he the MC is wearing clown shoes now and the 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 clown shoe comes stomping down towards him and he just dives out of the way and he he rolls underneath a, a cabinet and he he sees his clown nose and he he's he's crawling towards it and 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 an eye appears at at the edge and it's the the MC you know looking for him and 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 he gets to his his clown nose and 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 then he he wakes up and and it's still the the middle of the night he can he can see the moon has gotten low enough in the sky now that it's shining in through the window, and oh, he takes a few deep breaths to calm himself down a little bit. And it's just like, oh man, that was oh, that was weird. And I don't usually remember my dreams. He he says out loud to himself. He sits up a bit in bed, and uh, he kind of clutches his knees to his chest and uh again talks to himself a little bit and says god that was rough tonight wasn't it uh and he has a little inner monologue he he's talking to himself and he says yeah that was that was rough and uh it sounds like his his clown voice in his head and he his clown voice is a little bit more nasal, a little bit more whiny than the the voice that he usually uses. And uh, he rolls his tongue around in his mouth a little bit, and he realizes that he forgot to brush his teeth. He can he still taste some of that cigarette, and so he he doesn't really feel tired right now after that weird dream. So he swings his legs off to the side of the bed and gets up and wanders off toward the bathroom. And, uh, when he gets in there, he, uh, it's been long enough that the window isn't fogged up anymore. And he sees this as soon as he turns the light on and he grabs his toothbrush and, uh, runs a little water over the bristles and, uh, picks up a tube of toothpaste and uh this one's mostly used up but so he has to curl the end uh, uh up again and and really press it to get a little more toothpaste out but he gets some toothpaste out onto the bristles and uh he jams the toothbrush in his mouth and uh pushes the button to turn it on and uh starts brushing and he does the 30 seconds in one quadrant and 30 seconds in another and he then he kind of loses track he thinks he's he's so distracted by this dream it buzzes again and he moves it to a different part of his mouth and but then the timer runs out he must have missed a buzz in there somewhere so he brushes the part of his mouth that he hasn't brushed even though the toothbrush is off he he supposes he could turn it on again but but he doesn't and uh he spits into the sink and then he brushes off the top of his tongue uh, and he rinses out the bristles of the toothbrush and uh, uh, puts it back up to dry and grabs the mouthwash and takes a swig uh, and starts squishing it around and feeling the, the burning sensation in his gums and uh, on the back of his tongue. He just... He likes smoking, but he doesn't want to wake up with the taste in his mouth, and so he's trying to, to get it out, and 
And then he, he spits in the sink and it washes most of the toothpaste down and he turns on the water to wash the rest of it out and uh, turns off the water when it's done. And then he holds on to both sides of the sink and looks up into the mirror and sees himself looking right back at him. And he talks to himself again and says, what are we going to do? That was, that was bad. Like, should, should we try again? And, uh, he hears his clown voice, uh, say, uh, in his mind, you know, don't quit your day job, Orville. Uh, and he smiles and he looks back at his reflection uh, and he says, yeah, well, screw you, clown. And the moral of this story is comebacks always sound better in your head.